0: Welcome to another episode of block talk i'm your host as always michael block if you love the podcast make sure you subscribe or you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there and as always follow me on instagram threads and tiktok at michael block talk on twitter at block talk nyc and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news reviews and interviews The lesbians are coming. The lesbians are coming for a makeover, baby. The final three-year task to makeover lesbians to be their sisters in a challenge that was just heartbreaking and very predictable. It's time to talk all things Drag Race All Stars 8. And joining me is someone who has made herself over as a solo participant on the pod this week. It's Jessica Rose. Hello. Hi, Michael. Oh, what's going on? Um, So you killed uh, Frida. I did. She's, she's, she's not here now. now. She's dead. Um... Well, you're going to have to find a new sissy to uh, brunch with, I guess, then, because she's dead.
1: I mean, I I have a few options. I'll be okay. You got a Rolodex?
0: (laughs) Well, Drag Race All-Stars 8.
1: It's been quite the season.
0: Sippy, sippy, (laughs) and my team. As always I must leave a disclaimer this is an engineering podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us for reality TV production. We are showing the editing when television show wants to see we your with. was. a pretty real pretty opportunity to go and television show the character. they've also been to with what's on the podcast for an engineering discussion reality TV show. Uh, so yeah I put that out there because this episode was just duh. It was a duh episode.
1: Yeah. I mean like there was no way. There was no way she was going to eliminate the other person so
0: yeah. But it was also a duh episode because you couldn't give jimbo another win well yeah you couldn't let jessica win because we know what would happen we knew this was going to be the final two from day one like is, we're not, is anybody shocked
1: no unfortunately not as much as i would have, have liked jessica in the top I, I i i kind of knew that this was going to happen
0: I'm sure we're going to talk about a lot more next week about the formatting and how the season shook out. Because the thing about All-Stars, it's never been the same. Every single season has borrowed elements of other previous seasons. or mm-hmm. done something. And I think that's the thing that's been getting a little frustrating is the format just keeps on changing. So from season to season, you're like, well, if this person was on this season, they would have had a better outcome. Or if they were there, they would have been eliminated by now. And I think that's what's frustrating. This is like we are going to find ourselves in the top two, which we don't do on Drag Race yeah it feels like true. okay so now you're making these girls fight for a prize that only one of them is gonna get and whoever comes in second gets jack shit like it feels weird it just feels weird i
1: did think that i, w- I was like surprised that they were doing a top two because I, I it didn't hit me until i think in, in tucked they candy said it and i was like oh yeah like i guess they really have never actually really truly done a top two where it's just two people competing for it it's always like they'll narrow it to the top two and then choose the winner but like never like a whole episode where it's
0: just two people and we'll see how that feels maybe it's a good thing maybe it's a bad thing we don't know yet um but i don't know i feel like we did a lot of work this season to get to this point and i'm like but why yeah i i mean like i
1: i I don't know if the rumors are true or not about the other potential all stars getting canceled because of the low viewership of this one, but like
0: it's bullshit.
1: I think this is is like a sign that they need to like stop pumping out all stars every year. Like they need to let it breathe. I've been
0: saying that for a very long time. Again, as someone who's a huge fan of Survivor, you keep your your big names for a while because when they come back, you get excited
1: yes exactly and i feel like if you're like constantly pumping out and like you're bringing people from like the most recent two three seasons it's like okay but like we just saw them on tv like they haven't been away long enough and also most of their careers haven't been able to like develop far enough where it really and matters all i'm
0: gonna say about this all-star nines rumor is listen friends if the cast is actually the cast um it's gonna be fine you're, you you we like this cast
1: yeah it's fine it's
0: yeah. fine. I'm like, really? just like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> All right, well, All Stars 8, we still got to do this one. Yeah. It was a moment she'll never forget. Alexis is gone. After Jimbo finally won lip sync, she beat Silky, the, quote, best lip syncer there is. Is she the ultimate Diva Supreme lip sync assassin guru mother?
1: Uh, I mean, in her head, I'm sure she is.
0: <laughs> she's up there. I think um, her display on All Star 6 really helps her, but I don't think she's number one.
1: No, I mean, I think that, like, I think that she's very uh she's fun but she's sloppy
0: yeah I agree with that one well the girls are going to read Miss Manpig 2023's mirror message and Jessica thinks the XOXO is a so-so and honestly I feel like that's how they were feeling about her
1: yeah, I mean she was not smart. She she very much was flip-flopping and and I for whatever reason she's so terrified of Candy News.
0: <laughs> and let it be known, I think Alexis was done dirty this season. When it comes down to track records, she should have won at least one other challenge, had a higher two more. Um, but then that would have played into knocking out candy earlier. And I don't think we were gonna ever gonna have that. So um I think Alexis got done dirty because she did perform well this season.
1: I think she did a good job. I I think that, like, if you take all of the shenanigans and the crying and everything out of it, like, I do think that she had a strong showing on this season. Like, so I feel like, unfortunately, like, not only was she done dirty in that way, but, like, I feel like she did herself dirty by, like, just being so over dramatic and so like she
0: overcompensated she overcompensated yes. after what happened the first time and she wanted yes. to be able to control her narrative the show said fuck you no we're doing it for you yeah. and uh, the things that she meant genuinely meant were taken in a weird way because of the way they portrayed it um so again i i i respect the game she played um some of her interviews afterwards was like girl no don't blame production here you knew what you signing up for um i overall i again i i i personally think alexis should have had a better track record so yeah that's That's what my feeling (laughs) um the vibe in the room is positive even if candy is jealous of jimbo's manual labor cleaning the mirror messages she says she'll feel better when she polishes her crown but oh baby just wait until we reveal the instagram likes for the teams later on in this podcast um, never have we ever seen those kinds of results before. Oh my god. <laughs> it's time to find out what's in Jimbo's box. Yes, Jessica is going to check inside Jimbo's meat slot and find Jimbo's balls. Time to close the library. <laughs> um, I I, I want to ask this question. Drag queens, they they kiki all the time, sometimes they kai kai. So something like that happens, and it's like, oh my god, it's not a bad thing. It's Jessica being silly and Jimbo being silly. But if I were to just come back there and, and do that i would be like you're a terrible human drag queens get away with everything
1: i mean i don't know like i i you know like i think now there's less of that than there used to be when i first started coming up i feel like there was a lot more of like that kind of behavior i feel like everyone's a little scared and nervous to really do that in the in the 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 back rooms anymore so like i think you don't really get as much of that like playfulness because i think everyone's just scared of getting
0: accused of whatever so yeah i don't
1: think you really i don't think you even really see this anymore i think this was like an anomaly that this even happened on tv so
0: this doesn't happen um after the show um at los toros with uh, you and freedom
1: no oh, no absolutely not no <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay. Uh, They are the top three. And what's in the box? Well, Candy wants to know why Jimbo picks Alexis first. She says she had to stick to track record and judges critique. She says that if the situation reverses, she wants them to remember that. Uh, Remembering, forgetting. That's the code words of the season, isn't it? (laughs) Jessica will get her turn to open the box. Again, no one can open the latch. Anyway, inside is two for Alexis, one for Jessica. So what happened? Well, Candy is upset. No one picked her name, maybe? No, no, no. Candy says that she knew Alexis wasn't going to pick her because she thought they were in a pact to not vote for another. Candy reveals she didn't have a pact. They had a conversation to help each other in the competition and so on and so forth. But in Candy's mind, she remembers Alexis didn't save Lala. She won't forget that. Had she not saved Candy, would it have affected her? Well, Jimbo, sweetie, you asked the question, but if Alexis didn't do that, Candy would have been eliminated. So it's hard.
1: I mean I I think yeah I I, I don't think that Candy I mean you can really see the production strings here a lot because I'm like I I don't think that it's really feasible that Candy got to where she is with the game that she was playing this whole season and so vocal about it like it was it was very very like okay like how is she like this openly like like going behind people's backs and like talking all this crazy shit and like doing all these shady things and like not a single one they of them made were her really... safe when
0: she shouldn't have been safe yeah
1: yeah they really love her
0: they do they do jumbo is in an alliance with candy and she says that moments like this make her wonder if the alliance is going to bite her in the ass real hard which is how jessica likes it not jessica wild jessica rose <laughs> <laughs> Let's get out of drag as Jessica tries to teach Jimbo Spanish. And Jessica, please help me. I need assistance so I can really understand Drag Race Mexico. <laughs> Nine bitches have gone home and Jessica only has two bitches between her and $200,000. She's going to roll Candy Muse straight to the exit because she wants that bitch to go away. Then she's going to send the clown back to the circus because the crown is hers. Or is it? Let's find out. Escandalo. <laughs> With three left, it's Charlie Angel's pose time and confetti. Where the fuck did she get that confetti? Well, out of her ass, allegedly. I feel (laughs) terrible. Terrible. For the intern who had to clean that fucking shit up. I mean... Uncalled for. (laughs) Uncalled. Oh, um, and Candy didn't get the memo with the matching shirt. Awkward. The alarm sounds for a Rue message as they are being told that they have to paint like a master And then Rue arrives in a suit that I was like, wait, this is actually a good-looking suit. I would wear that to the glam awards. (laughs) Rue says that one of the perks of drag superstardom is to work with greatness. It's time for a mini-challenge. It's been ages since we've had a mini-challenge on Drag Race All-Stars 8, isn't it? Like, isn't this the first, yeah? It's been ages. It's really hard for me to remember because I see mini-challenges all the time on the international franchises because they thrive with those.
1: I Um, think this is the the only
0: one they did this whole season. No, sure.
1: no they they, they, did, they, they
0: not? did the um, ass fucking balloon thing
1: oh yeah okay yeah no, they did that
0: they've, they've done things for this mini challenge they need to transform their torso into a special edition jean paul Gautier special edition fragrance bottle they can use their own drag as well as the provided accessories they will need to name and pitch their fragrance in a way that is irresistible which is a very funny challenge you want to know why Because this mini-challenge was very similar to a maxi-challenge we had a couple seasons ago.
1: I was going to say, I mean, like, that and that one being extremely iconic.
0: (laughs) Literally. I'm like, okay, sure, fine, now it's a mini-challenge. Get it in while you can. Like. Now, Jessica, what would your bottle look like? What would it be called?
1: Um, Wow, oh my god. I mean, obviously it had to be called Rosebud, because, like, duh. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) And... I mean, I think yeah, I would just be like red and a lot of flowers or whatever. Like I don't know, I, I, you know, I'd hot glue my little my little hands together, making something really fast on that beautiful, show. Beautiful,
0: beautiful. And <laughs> these ladies are gonna have forty five minutes to get ready. Quick drag. I my think ass. that's such
1: a crock. That is such a crock. There's no way. Bullshit. Like
0: there's a lot of hot glue going around. Uh, it's the best they can do. They got some solid beats on, and let's begin. Jessica Wild. She's got a very tropical inspired corset. I dig it. Forbidden juice will transport you to your wildest dreams where everything is possible and edible. Song me up. I like food. I like eating things. Um, Where is she hiding her forbidden fragrance? It's It's forbidden. forbidden. (laughs) This is why we like Jessica Wilde. She's very funny. She's fab. I love her. Andy Muse, very, very Marilyn-inspired, or like she wants to be an extra in Moulin Rouge. Either way, she's got a glamorous toothache and a glamorous migraine. Is that (laughs) what you do when you pose?
1: Yeah, kind of. A little bit.
0: (laughs) My Muse, it's not just a scent. It's a lifestyle. Being vain and being broke with expensive taste? Will you be my Muse? A lot of things in one sentence. Yeah. Is she wearing Again, that this
1: hat? is like an iconic challenge from before and like this they're giving them like 10 seconds to pitch it. It's like, okay, no, like I don't know why they did this.
0: Jimbo, very showgirl, very black woman of the night. Um, has she thought about putting out a fragrance before? Well, she put a few fragrances out this morning. Hashtag farts.
1: <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah. Are you one of those people who just in bed in the morning you're like, let it rip? Or do you wait into the toilet?
1: I'm a lady. I don't fart, so.
0: Oh, okay. Gotcha, (laughs) gotcha. So you've never had a gentleman caller experience your stench?
1: Never, never in my life.
0: (laughs) Are you a lady of the night? Do you like to sleep in the morning, sleep in the afternoon, work at night, and then wake up and sleep some more? Then Lady Nightshade is a fragrance for you and the shady lady you want to be. I love sleeping. I'll take it.
1: I Yeah, I mean, she looks good.
0: She looked great. Ruse says they're all sensational, but the winner is Jessica Wilde. Do you agree?
1: Uh, yeah, she was the only one that was memorable.
0: Uh, she wins a cash prize of $2,500 courtesy of Jean-Paul Gaultier, straight from him.
1: He's alive still, yeah? Yeah, he is, okay.
0: Sweetheart. Um, He was the first guest judge on Drag Race France last year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't watch
1: it. They did an
0: entire <laughs> gautier inspired runway. That's fierce. I gotta look yeah. that up. Uh, It was very good. Um, This week, this episode is being brought to you by the letter L, as in lesbians. We're going to have a bit of a history lesson, as Rue shares that from an early days of the gay liberation movement to the AIDS crisis to today, our queer sisters have always shown up when the LGBTQ community needed the most, yet too often they remain our silent heroes. This week... They're going to make some noise for the lesbians and enter three lesbians. Uh, where do you think they found them, Home Depot or U-Haul as they're picking up their van and moving with their two-week new relationship?
1: <laughs> isn't the isn't the one lady, she's like a celebrity, no? Who? In your picture, it's like she's on the far right. I don't remember their names. No, her. Amanda? Yeah. Yes.
0: She's the Mon celebrity, Faye? no? Is like, she? Isn't
1: she like a comedian? She's like a well-known comedian.
0: I don't know. I think so. I do that kind of research. I Friends, like if I've she is, her let me her know. Before. Okay. I, she does have that face. She does look recognizable. But I couldn't yes. tell. Uh, so let's meet our stars. It's Amanda Faye, and she is a writer. We have Angie, who is a barista and a cafe owner. And finally, it's Lisa, who works for a nonprofit. It's from Helen, Georgia. Um, Were they told to say these things? Clearly, these could not be their most interesting facts.
1: I mean, you know, Rue wanted to make the Helen back joke. So, you yeah. know, they set that up for her.
0: For this week's Maxi Challenge, they have to share the miracle of drag with their lesbian sisters as they transform these fabulous women into fabulous drag queens. The Makeover Challenge. Now I'm going to ask you a question. Which one of <laughs> your favorite lesbian sisters in real life would you want to make over?
1: Oh, okay. Let me think. Um actually i have one of frida's friends um her name is jennifer and she's kind she's very butchy but like i think she would do this very well because she's got like a really like big personality and i think she would she would kill this
0: kind of child you have a sister name ready for her
1: i've always thought that if i had to make over somebody it would probably be like I don't even know. Like they'd have to have the similar kind of thing, like a regular first name and then like a different flower as their Uh last name. Like, I don't know. What I've never really thought deeply about that. But like probably the last name would be like Violet or something. Like, I don't know.
0: Who knows? Okay. Okay. Very, very cute. Very fun. Well, to pair them up, Rue's going to leave it to the drag gods. The pit crew will arrive with a pink furry box where our lesbians are going to raise it and pick their partner. How gay. (laughs) you can Amanda tell they
1: were like so not having it either they were like yeah. uh, okay they yeah, were like which homosexual
0: in the back wrote that exactly i'm on face selects jimbo angie will get candy and lisa has jessica who would you have wanted to work with
1: what's the middle lady's name angie her she's fierce i like yeah i think she's the i to me she's like the most blank canvas too to like work off of
0: Rue reminds them that they are, as always, looking for a strong family resemblance. Now, I got to ask, what does that mean in the context of the show? Because the more I watch this franchise and compare it to the other ones around the globe, this is the challenge where the results have become what works best for storyline as opposed to who's, which contestant says the best. Do we need Drag Race to come out and tell us exactly what they're looking for? Because I think the fandom is starting to get very confused.
1: I mean, I think that's why they've kind of done away with this challenge. Like I was surprised to even see it because I feel like so many people call it out for that exact reason. Like, this is not every, it's judged so bizarrely every single time that they do it. It like never makes any sense. It's always who they want to push forward. Didn't they like fault, they faulted like Gigi or someone for like having the person look too similar to them. And it's like, that's what you're asking. Like, what are you talking about? Like the whole point of it is like strong family resemblance and like, when, she, when these people do that, sometimes they're like, no, like, they look too much like you. Yeah. Like, I think it was Gigi or someone in, like, the most recent, like, five seasons like they said that too and i was like yeah okay now we're gonna fault them for being too similar like what
0: are you talking it, about for me it's getting very frustrating because i obviously am, i'm comparing contrasting there have been some international franchises who are literally saying we want you to look like sisters and some are saying no you have to be mother daughter so like we're now getting very specific and i'd rather have a specific thing sometimes yeah than the broad thing because basically what this will come down to and we'll talk about it is the look it really did come down to the look yeah. Nothing else. Um, but we'll get to it. Um, all aboard the L train. Now, if you're gonna drive ride the L train, where are you going?
1: Like the actual L train? Yeah.
0: What stop do you get uh, off on, on the L train? I
1: used yeah, to do that yeah. brunch in Greenpoint, so I had to take the L train oh, every Saturday. I love yeah.
0: That. The queens and the are getting prepared to get their makeover on. Candy will remind us that on season 13, their cast had to make over each other, and she by, was paired with Gottmik. They were in the top, so she thinks she can make over a bitch. She loves lesbians. Um, do you remember that makeover challenge?
1: I mean, only the Rosé and Tina Burner one. <laughs> yeah, choices.
0: Angie's a little nervous because being a masculine butch, proud dyke, this is where she feels sexy and confident. So going back into femininity is scary. She says it's difficult for her, but she is excited to put in drag, be put in drag for this experience. She says it seems like fun, and I ask Jessica, "Is being put in drag fun?"
1: I mean, I've never really had anyone put me in it, so I don't know. But I mean, like, I think if you're just there to do this, and like, you're not—I mean, because they're not really doing anything; they're just sitting there being made over. Like, I think that's fine.
0: Rude. They are doing. Okay, a come lot on. Of
1: they walk up and down a runway, like they do this like shoes they've never worn before okay boohoo like i no i think (laughs) it's so no they're not really doing anything (laughs) like their performances don't matter they're just there to like fill time
0: Andy tells angie that she understands as her mother is a butch dyke she has two mothers anytime she tries to get her mother to do anything feminine she's not having it so she's prepared to get her lesbian to have fun Candy says that her drag is mostly a love letter to herself and says, everything you hate about yourself, you tell in the mirror that you do love it. She's trying to take who she is and amplify it so her confidence comes out. Candy knows that Angie doesn't like to be super hyper feminine, which is fine, but her drag exudes femininity and sex, so she has to work around it so she can win. We're going to have Candy pull out her 60s diva looks, and Angie does say she finds them cute. Candy wants her to have a witty name. The first thing Angie comes up with is bubbles. No, hard pass. Saltines. No, cookie. Can she be cookie with a K? There it is. Time to give RuPaul a sugar rush. <sighs> um. Now, let's say you get on the RuPaul's Drag Race television program one day. Are uh-huh. you going to be ready with a name? Because you didn't have a name ready for um your lesbian friend now.
1: Ready with the name for somebody else, You yeah. like
0: what you said before.
1: Um. I mean, I always thought that, like, that it's a real person's name, but, like, Parker Posey, I think, is also very cute. Like, mm-hmm. I like
0: that.
1: As How a about name. Parker Pansy? That, too. There Parker Pansy, Parker <laughs> <laughs> Posey, yeah. Either one, I like. I got a
0: flower. I got a flower for you. I mean, All there right. you go. Um... Let's visit Lisa and her partner Jessica, who is interrogating her. Is Lisa shy? She says she's not shy. She's an introvert, and she has two cats. And no, it's true. Jessica gets it. She's a cat lady. Just like Juju yeah. Jessica tells her that she has to be wild. She is ready to pull the queen out of Lisa. She doesn't want her to be Jessica Wild, but she wants her to find her inner wild side. Lisa is, as a kid, didn't have too many dreams. She ran out at the age of 15. She didn't get along with her mom. She dropped out of high school because she was being bullied for being gay. And I was like, this sounds like an entire backstory. Rue is salivating.
1: I like that. Yeah, it was really hard. I mean, like this kind of when they do these kind of challenges, sometimes it is like really hard to watch the show because it's like they're like re-traumatizing these people. And these poor women are literally just there for like what, like two days? like And they're like, oh yeah, talk about all your horrible childhood trauma when See, you're
0: not... For, for day, me, it's right? de- it will be very easy. If I get to come on, I'll be like, I'm fat and twinks hate me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That'll be your whole storyline. That's my
0: storyline. Oh my god. Jessica says this happened to her too, not Twink's hating her. Uh, growing up in Puerto Rico, she was bullied all the time she was scared of her parents, but she said at some point in her life, she said she couldn't be scared of the world anymore. She now has a beautiful relationship with her family, as evident in the video message last week. Lisa thinks that Jessica is wonderful and they have a lot in common. She hopes that the experience will give her more confidence and she doesn't really highlight herself a lot. She's putting out a, a different side of herself on stage and hopes it shines. Now let's visit Jimbo and Amanda Faye interview time. What's her favorite color? Pink. Jimbo's too. What is, was her life traumatic? Bitch, you know, you're now starting to come from my podcast gig. No, no, no. no. I asked those questions. <laughs> Amanda will laugh, but through the laughter, we know, we know trauma is real. Yeah. Jimbo thinks that they have a similar energy, so this is a match made in heaven. Amanda's experience with drag is she loves drag shows and she was intrigued to this opportunity because as a dyke or a fat woman, she says a certain type of femininity and beauty is not immediately accessible to people who look like her. She says drag queens can relate to that. She tells Jimbo that she sometimes feels like a hideous beast and Jimbo tells her she is perfect, beautiful and hilarious and tells her to fuck made up standards of beauty. Are there made up standards of beauty when it comes to the world of drag?
1: Um, I mean, I think you definitely get further if you look good. Like I, I think that like people don't really care that much per se about the performance quality if you look really pretty. So like Is that a result
0: of drag race?
1: I think so, yeah. I think it's pretty I, much I, a direct result of it.
0: <laughs> Mana wants to step out of her comfort zone and she thinks being in drag will give her the confidence to be a hundred percent comfortable with being seen in the spotlight. Now, I think the next segment was all for a show because surely Jimbo did not plan on letting anyone put on those looks for a makeover challenge. We're gonna watch Jimbo show Amanda elements of the inverse of one of her infamous looks, the Canada's Drag Race entrance look. Amanda knows it won't fit and this is all for show. Come on, let's be real. Amanda is not feeling the clown fantasy. The clown is out of her comfort zone. Now, the other option Jimbo shows is that she has black sparkly clothes and they can be sparkly twins. Jimbo knows that Amanda wants to be sexy, not funny, but the problem is her drag is outlandish as she doesn't have a million g- glamorous and beautiful options. Danger, danger! Um, <laughs> I don't know what Jimbo was planning for a makeover challenge with the looks that they brought, but um, who was going to wear that other Jimbo look? Would, like, would it, Is it cheating if she wears a look she wore on a different franchise?
1: I think it's actually smart, to be honest. Like, I think I, I... I... I think if I were Jimbo, I would have kind of like really pushed for that route because I think that's more signature her than what we got.
0: You, we saw Amanda in the corset, she couldn't even tie it in the back.
1: I know, but I think, I mean, if she had those look there, obviously that was like the goal for her to do that. But like, I think, I think it would have made more sense for Jimbo than like what we got because what we got was very like walk around look, like mm-hmm. it was not anything else but that.
0: We already have a ginger wig on Angie, and I think it's too huge. But we'll get to that later. Jessica and Lisa have shoulders, and that's a choice too. Candy can't believe that the final three is a makeover challenge, and she opines to Jessica that she can't have her spot in the finale be dependent on somebody else. The pressure is on, and Candy is going to scream into her pads. Ew. Yeah, no, <laughs> never. Like probably Actually, they are like the extra pads, but like still ew. <laughs> I mean, yours are what, like an inch. inch. I don't
1: wear pads, like almost ever. Oh,
0: I forgot you're one of those twinks. Just Good got the ass
1: all the time. Well, whatever people lo- love it, so.
0: Well, that's that's what I heard uh, about. Uh, yeah, we're not going to talk about what happened. Next, <laughs> mm-hmm. Real arrives, and it's time to check in on the progress. Candy and Angie come over first. Why did the universe put them together? Well, Candy shares that her mother is a butch lesbian. How much? She'll fuck you up. The very opposite of Jessica Rose.
1: Uh, That's not true. You, you, I'm from Orlando. You know this. Do you bitch slap? I don't. I don't want. I don't. I haven't in years. But like, (laughs) I'm not the one. I'll put it that way. I'm from Florida, my love. Like, I'm not the one. So,
0: (laughs) Angie considers herself a butch lesbian, and she's proud to be butch. Candy shares that they are going for a mod moment. Candy says the colors make you happy when you see them. Maybe not for everyone including the person who worked in them, but that's a whole different story. (laughs) Rue will ask Angie when the last time she wore something girly like this is and she says her senior prom. It's been a long time and it's all very new for her. Angie says that a lot of butch women are scared to show their femininity because they're just afraid someone might say you look beautiful that way and then you think don't I look beautiful or handsome this way and Rue says she does and tells Angie she's really hot. Do you ever have that dysmorphia of being told, oh my God, you're beautiful in drag, but you don't necessarily get the same out of drag?
1: I no, not that, but I feel like I definitely have a thing where like obviously like people don't um I think I, I've been I've been told a lot that I'm very unapproachable. Like I think in that or out I, of drag out of drag. And I like people that they people say that I'm like intimidating, which I'm not like always trying to be. So like I definitely understand where that kind of sentiment comes from. Yeah. But like yeah, I don't I don't mind it as much honestly because I'm like a lot of times when I am out of drag, like I don't really want to interact with other people. So that is yeah I mean like it makes unless sense. you
0: see a daddy and you're like okay let's do it. No, not really. Okay, okay, okay. Not in public. There it is. Candy is worried about the walk. Angie says they found heels that are doable, and Rue tells her to focus on being on the ball of your foot and not your heel, and you'll be fine. Is that fact, Jessica Rose? Yes, very true. Which is crazy, and this is probably why I would never be able to do drag, because I was in marching band, where it's the complete opposite. Oh, you you have to step back. Heel toe,
1: heel toe.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't work for me. Angie reveals that she is cookie. Rue loves cookies and she loves a candy. Time to give her a cavity. Did you know I've never had a cavity in my entire long life? Have you really not? Never had one. Yeah, same. I have gum problems, but I've never had a cavity. My teeth are fucked up. I'm jealous. (laughs) Amanda Faye and Jimbo arrive. And when Rue sees the gorgeous stress, she asks if they're settled on it, which is code for Rue is not a fan of them. (laughs) Jimbo will explain that they workshopped another look, but she didn't want to put her clown onto her. Jimbo says there are different kinds of lesbians. She's been having a lesson in lesbianism. Amanda is a femme presenting lesbian. So is Rue. Jimbo was going hard into the femme and is doing sexy, slutty sister. Rue will ask Amanda when the last time she was dolled up and taken back. Amanda is like, Well, that's what I was kind of going for today. <laughs>
1: She got through like hard (laughs)
0: insulting the guests. That was, that was quick. That was very funny. Amanda has never been in a dress like this before. She says when she was younger clothes for fat woman, women didn't actually look like they do now because they had a lot of bling on them. So she gravitated away from them as the bling on a fat lady clothes was a way to distract from your fatness. Ruth says they celebrate gorgeous bodies and big old titties. Amanda can't wait to draw attention to herself. I'm I'm interested I'm, I'm curious to know if that's actually accurate but I understand the sentiment
1: I think so I mean if you think about like yeah like early 2000s clothes like as even 2010s like the 2010s was all like these like weird oversized like very busy shirts and like very you know what I mean like it's yeah. all very just yeah I get it I get where she's where she's coming from
0: now it's Jessica and Lisa, and Jessica says the universe pair them together because their hearts are very similar. She has a beautiful connection with her now-revealed Kitty Wild. Now, when Kitty Wild does the meow, I was like, is Gothy Kendall back in the house? <laughs> it was cute. I liked Roar. it. Lisa says she did this because she has never been in a dress on her own accord. She says she was, ha- was in feminine attire. It was because her mom made her, and she has been against it for so long. Her mom is really femme. And this is Lisa's choice to do this and have a professional do it for her. And just as like, where's the professional? Dr. Rue tells Lisa that this is her child inside getting an opportunity to play like she's never played before. Does Rue have a PhD? At this point, I, I feel like with all the, the psychology, she must, right? I mean, I think
1: she thinks she does.
0: <laughs> Don't we all? I mean, come on, let's be real. What homosexuals not giving advice and think they were right?
1: That's true. That's fair. But she's very like woohoo about it. So (laughs) like
0: she's like, I'm a wise old sage. I've been on this planet for 5,000 centuries. I know what's going on. Exactly. Jessica wants her to feel comfortable as she had a rough vibe. She wants the strong vibe to come out in Kitty Wild. Jessica loves being a performer and artist because she gets to inspire people and she has the power to give Lisa confidence If she can make Lisa shine, then they will bring the house down. Now Rue gathers her girls to reveal that there is another element to the madness of the makeover. They will have to lip sync in a killer performance of a new mashup called Charisma Peanut Butter Bitch. Time to teach the lesbian how to perform. Charisma Peanut Butter Bitch. Did you know what songs we were going to have? Because I definitely knew two out of three. Yeah,
1: Charisma Uniqueness, Servant Talent, Peanut Butter Mm -hmm. and then that
0: bitch was the one i was like that could be like five songs
1: yeah it was it's like the who is she that song right
0: no i'm that bitch from season 12
1: oh oh yeah no it was you're right i forgot about that
0: all right we're going to get a main stage going to the main stage to teach the lesbians how to perform uh, a master class if you will i would cry honestly if i got to see the main stage i'm not gonna lie like it would be emotional for me covering it as much as i do it would be like oh my
1: I mean, I obviously want to be there one day, but like, I don't think I'd be emotional about it, to be honest.
0: i would like, this is correct. First, we see Jimbo and Amanda, who will split off and find hot lesbians in the room. Spoiler, there's none. Uh, Jimbo knows that there is a lot riding on this performance, and she needs to be one of the top two all-stars in the finale. Jimbo tells her to smile and not to feel pressure, and guess what? She's feeling intimidated. Jimbo asks her to give her four poses, and Amanda is a poser, but she can learn. Jimbo is not a choreographer, but if Amanda Faye does not know that, she is going to take what she's learned and pass it along, which <laughs> is not very much. Jimbo will say to her, think of it like this. My butt sore, but make it sexy. My ankle hurts, but it's sexy. Oh, my knees, I have to pee, but make it sexy. Time to push the boobs together. Um, what is your go-to pose?
1: Um... I feel like very, um, like yeah, like fashion headache, fashion like toothache, whatever. Yeah, very bad.
0: My butt is clenched and boobs are out.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
0: That's you. Hot slut. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Jessica and Kitty Wilder, the bitches in the house. Now Jessica will advise her to pose, and while posing is hard, um, Jessica knows that this is not natural for Lisa. And even telling her to be a kitty cat, um, well, this pussy is very tame already. She's very mild. <laughs> jessica will try to get low um for lisa but she can't do it uh, same uh, I, my knees friends like no
1: <laughs> then she wants
0: her to jump in her heels and she's like terrified to launch uh which is scary i mean listen like you're feeling heels could fall right off
1: yeah i mean jumping in heels is definitely like a very specific acquired skill i feel
0: like. jessica tells her that it looks like she's a boy and they are both supposed to be bitches Now, Lisa will complain about the shoes, and that is foreshadowing for what is to come. Drag is painful, and not make it to the finale is equally as painful. But alas, remember how your feet feel when your partner is about to lose because of you. (laughs) Jessica's a good teacher, but she is not a magician. If you can't walk, how can you perform in heels? That's the fact, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't want names, but are there some in New York City?
1: um there's definitely some that i came up with in long island (laughs) we call them a starburst heel oh no yeah the one inch little thing
0: and now it's candy and angie she tells her to smile and pose and look cute well um she doesn't know how to pose either these lesbians are not posers no candy will send her off to walk and candy is like uh she walks like a cowboy that's not the muse walk do you know how to do the muse walk
1: uh, I mean, I like. I don't even know what that means, to be I'm honest. Like, I, I don't think that she has a signature walk, so like, I don't, don't agree, know what I that agree. means.
0: She tells her that if this was the Butch Ball, she would win, but she wants flavor, and she wants to do good, but she's overwhelmed. Cue that montage. What you do with those hands? See, that's always the problem. Everyone never knows what to do with hands when you're performing. What do yeah. you do with your hands?
1: Very like light. Oh my god! You're an
0: inflatable uh, man from the car. Kinda, yeah.
1: Like just very like
0: flail. Floaty, I guess. Yeah,
1: flail. All right.
0: Candy tells her that she's going to be in pain on the main stage of Drag Race. That will never happen again. Relish the torture. And I was like, why didn't no one else tell the bitches that? Because that's the tea. Candy will literally tell her to take in the pain, or she will go home. Not a good sister, but she's a she's she's right. She's she's real. Uh it's elimination day and the makeovers are about to debut. The pressure is on for the competitors and their lesbian sisters. They know that they do not want to be responsible for fucking up their chances of making it to the top two. Angie stayed up late practicing. She's ready to give face. Kitty Wilde says that it was scary talking to room. Kitty tells Jessica that she's painting on the confidence, but she tells you that the confidence is inside and she's only painting on a canvas. So I was like, where does Jessica get all this sage wisdom? Look at her.
1: She's like in her 40s, that's
0: why. Wow, you just called her old.
1: (laughs) Yup, sure did. She doesn't look it, but like... No, she doesn't.
0: Kitty's the director. The attitude is coming as the makeup goes on. Jessica tells her it's about having a good time and celebrating life and tells her that she used to suffer so much emotionally and she was always concerned what people think of her. She now has confidence and that's why she's in the top three. She believes in herself and Kitty believes in them. Amanda's getting into face and Jimbo is wearing herself and notices the wig. And I find it hard to believe that Amanda didn't know who Jimbo was prior prior to entering that building.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I, like they all watch the show. That's why they came out for the show. So obviously they know who these people
0: are. (laughs) Now, to be fair, there are people who don't watch the international franchises. Maybe someone who's on this fucking podcast doesn't watch the international franchise.
1: Okay. I don't watch every single one of them. No, I do not. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) okay it's okay listen i do the recaps they're all in the feed if you do go back you can always go back and listen to the recaps i know <laughs> there it is friends i'm here for you i got you i watch <laughs> it so you don't have to you got
1: the play-by-play
0: i do i do i do oh man oh man oh man amanda we'll ask jimbo if she's disappointed that they didn't go in the original direction she says, No, as clowning is all about being flexible and going with the flow and discovering opportunities. Look at Jibbo twisting everything in a positive light.
1: I know. I think she was actually like, her and Jessica did a very good job, I think, of like, no matter what negative or like thing they said, they twisted it back around or they like flipped it around and like made it a positive because like that's how they thought they were going to win. <laughs> and and you well, nice one. guys,
0: finish last. Yep. Jibbo wants to amp up the feminine and celebrate Amanda. Jimo knows it's a tough balance as her ass is on the line. She has to represent Jimo while simultaneously tailoring the presentation to work for someone else. Amanda is feeling that she loves their look and will be comfortable up there. Candy will talk to Angie about people seeing her feminine and her fear of being told she was better than her. Better than that. Angie tells Candy that growing up, her mother gave her space to wear the clothes she wanted, but deep down she knew she wanted her to be girly girl. Angie says it's that it's the butt that hurts because I'm butch, I'm not beautiful. Angie hopes to take away from the experience, not being fearful of her femininity. Her whole life as a young girl, people wanted her to be feminine, so the ability to confront the femininity she pushed away is healing. Candy tells her that drag is not just a way of being feminine beauty, it's about putting an armor of confidence as anything is drag. Candy needs her to feel beautiful and is hoping Angie feels it so she can win. Jimbo has now got Amanda into the house of Jimbo as she is a sissy dyke. And now the conversation turns to the word dyke. Angie says that dyke is a reclamation of a word that was used to hurt them, but means being powerful in your queer loving self. For Amanda, that's an added political connotation as it encapsulates her politics, like the word queer. Lisa says it took her a long time to be okay with it because it was a term used against her when she was bullied. But she recently got with the motorcycle friends and did queers on gears, dykes on bikes, and was a nice way to reclaim the word with a bunch of lesbians. Amanda will ask if lesbians can say fag and gay guys can say dyke, or should it be kept by the groups to say? Out of an important conversation. I
1: thought I actually really loved this whole conversation because like, I, I personally don't care if like lesbians say faggot. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. Like, I don't say, like, that I don't say their slur, because I just, even there though there's people that, like, don't care, and I feel like the majority of people now don't care, like, there's always going to be someone that gets upset by it, and, like, so I, don't wanna, I don't want to, I don't want to make anyone upset by it, because I'm not that, you know, they, there's even right. people that, like, if you're a gay man and say faggot, that'll get upset at you, so, like, It's, it's very, it's a very touchy subject for sure.
0: So Candy says it depends as her mother is butch and she is a dyke, but she says it says it to her, but she knows lesbians who are not comfortable saying the word. So it's understandable for Jessica. The word Maricon is shocking to hear used. Jimbo says it's about intention and it isn't, is it intended to hurt or be funny? Amanda will say it's more important than ever for everyone to band together and stick together with our different letters and identities to look out for each other. She says being with them, she has seen another aspect of the community she's not familiar with. She finds it empowering. Now, my stance on the words you can, and, and, the, and the phrasing and just, just, just certain words in our lexicon, to be completely honest, I don't usually identify with the word queer to describe myself. Mm-hmm. But I'm fine with it as like an umbrella term. Yeah. When it comes to fag, I don't use it. I don't. I'll say it in context of this storytelling. That's it. Just the same as dyke. It's just I don't feel the need to use it because I don't want to use it. Because if it has triggering effects to people, it's not worth it. Um, yeah. Do I have a lot of friends who just throw out the word fag and fag it all the time? Yeah. 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 Um, I throw it out a lot. <laughs> it's fine. And I'm, and and go for it. I just don't need to. And that's okay.
1: Yeah. I don't think there's any right or wrong. No. To be honest. Like, I think it's all personal preference. And I do agree that a lot, a lot of it is based on, like, if someone, you can tell if it's, like, a lesbian person calling you a faggot in a funny way, or if, like, it's a straight person calling you a faggot in a derogatory way. That's the connotation the is very different. That's like, the key.
0: The girls are going to be thanked, and they're going to go see their makeovers. Angie loves her ginger. We'll talk about that. Uh, Amanda is asked about a name. And she's like, Sissy, we just talked about that. And Jim was like, oh, Sissy, delicious. She didn't know that was actually the name she wanted. No, I mean, she didn't make that very clear. No, and now Kitty Wilde looks beautiful. It's time to see how they deliver on the main stage. We're going to sissy that kitty. Ha, huh, I get it? Look at us just using RuPaul references all over the place <laughs> in one episode. RuPaul's wearing a frock where she didn't need to tuck.
1: I loved that dress, actually. I thought she looked gore. Like, I love a, I love a good muumuu. It's well, done.
0: We- the fact that Miss Fierce-licious is claiming inspo is very funny. You don't is understand. Miss Fierce-licious is claiming, because she's taken the photo and repurposed it so it's blue, not pink. So she's like, look, it's my look that I made on uh, Canada Drag Race.
1: LOL. Um,
0: it's very funny. We have a panel comprised of Michelle Visage, Carson Kressley, and Zoe Deschanel. Do you love her or do you love her?
1: I actually really, I've always been a big fan of Zoe Deschanel. I was a big yeah. fan of New yeah. Girl. Like, I love 500 Days of Summer. All of it. Elf. Elf, yeah, all of it. Elf, like, the, when she
0: was a blonde. Oh my God. And she God. looks so
1: hot. Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: You should do that look for Christmas.
1: I don't, I'm not like a Christmas person. At least okay. in drag. I love Christmas on its own. Let it be sad. I like Okay, Christmas so then, then be buddies like out anymore. of drag. I don't, I hate, like, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to be another, I'm not going to do another red Santa thing slutty out, like,
0: it's boring. No, me, buddy, the elf. And no, not cute. <laughs> Category is drag family resemblance. And on the runway, we are going to play We Are Family or We Are Shambly. Uh, Just <laughs> go out and kitty wild. I think the impact that Anitra has on this year is alive and well. <laughs> they are dance looks. They are meant for a challenge like this. Usually an inverse of color is how we want these looks to be paired up. But I think they are in the same family. They're close, but not close enough it was going to be hard to get kitty in a wild look in the sense that Jessica is perfectly proportioned and kitty is now going to be trying to embody the same thing with being half the size too big. The hair was too flat. I almost wish Jessica swapped wigs with her and the shoes. I know I get it. She felt uncomfortable. And this was a moment for Jessica to say, embrace the pain." And If I win, I'll give you (laughs) $5,000.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think like, ironically i think that's always been the downfall of a, lot of a lot of jessica's looks is like i don't know what it is she like has these like big hair pieces that are always like flat at the top
0: yeah like it's, it's like it's her dancer she's looks. had for
1: a long time that she just has Her redone. dancer wigs yeah. yeah
0: carson says the cat is out of the bag As kitty is fierce he says the only thing that's stopping him in his tracks are the shoe choices and wishes they were more relatable Michelle says she can tell how nervous Kitty was, but loved when she got down to the end, she gave into it and the trust and the connection with Jessica was endearing. She says they look adorable together and can see the family resemblance with the outfit, the hair, and makeup. Zoe loves the matching hair as it helped to tie them together. She thought it was the most fashioned of all the outfits. And Ruth says there is a trick when you take black stockings and cover the shoe. She asks Kitty if she had fun and she says she did and had no idea how much work it takes. Um... You no, know, this is hard because I'm, I I uh, I'll give it a soft. We are family because at least it looks draggy. Uh,
1: it yeah, it's hard because I feel like these makeover challenges. It's like the looks aren't ever really like phenomenal. Like it's all very like, what can we match easily? And like I feel like in two thousand eleven, this would have been a fierce look. In two thousand twenty three, <laughs> not so much.
0: It's ridiculous. I'll give though.
1: it a soft. A soft. We are family. Even honey,
0: 72%, 72%, we are family, 28%, we are shambling. Okay. Makes
1: sense.
0: Jimbo and Sissy Delicious. This was another hard makeover because what Jimbo likely wanted to do is not what ended up on the stage and it suffered. These are insanely basic, and I'm sure we have seen someone we know wear one of the two dresses before. Um, if the goal was to get Sissy to be happy, Jimbo for the win. If the goal was to get a fifth victory, not even close. I do love the hair. Pink and purple are so beautiful together. It's just too simple, and there's nothing Jimbo about it.
1: I, like, it's truly the ultimate walk-around look. I I, I hate the hair. Like, hate, hate, hate <gasps> the hair it doesn't make any sense with the outfits These like black sparkly dresses and then they have like these like really randomly
0: because drag hair
1: jimbo's wig is like dark purple and then hers is like bright it's just not it's not good i don't like it
0: michelle says it's very little simple but says they both look great like two floozies out on a night in vegas carson said they look like they were two gals from canada off to the north american hair awards they look very pretty Zoe says they are really pretty, but the looks are safe to her. She would have liked a little more drama, but liked how they related to each other as it felt like they liked each other a lot. And Rue asks Sissy how she feels, and she says she feels pretty. Um, we are shambly. I'm sorry, Jimbo. Yeah, it's it's it's
1: it's not good. I'm sorry. It's just not.
0: Audience. Right in the middle. 49% we are family, 51% we are shambly.
1: Yeah.
0: Candy Muse and Cookie Muse. Uh, shout out to Piretta and Adriana Trenta for these <laughs> creations. I love you both. Now hear me out. These looks were meant for Candy and someone of Candy's stature. Cookie is swimming in it. Once again, Candy and proportions are the issue here. With Cookie's dress already too big... Putting her in the ginger hair made her be swallowed from head to toe. Yeah. I think Candy should have given Cookie the blonde wig to counterbalance the bottom, but I think Candy was in her way and said, I want to look good first. I think the looks are very cute. The colors are blocked. Well, overall, this was a bunch of Candy decisions that I wouldn't have made.
1: It's hard because is it the most tailored look? No. Do I think it's the most visually memorable look though of the three? Yeah. So like I get, I get why she won. I do not like the hair on her. It does make her, it makes her head look tiny in comparison to her and like her makeup and stuff aren't big enough to match it. So yeah, I mean like I think it's fine, but like it's, yeah, I mean I, I think it's the most memorable, but like yeah also it's still not crazy i'm not crazy about any of the three to be honest like
0: yeah i agree michelle says this is a fun makeover and cookie looks so beautiful she says that the outfits are cute but things cookies could have been fitted a bit better but it was what it was michelle says that her favorite thing was watching cookie walk in heels as it was the cutest thing in the world. As she can tell she was out of her comfort zone, but she didn't give up. Come on, participation trophy. Carson <laughs> says it was smart to do something that is visually unified as they are the reverse color story, but they immediately got that they are sisters. Zoe says that she adored this story that they created as competitive sisters. She says they look beautiful. Real will ask Cookie what was the biggest challenge. And she says it was very scary for her to know that people are going to see her looking like this as she worked so hard to feel comfortable and proud of her female masculinity. She appreciates Candy, making her feel comfortable. Does Candy feel more butch from the experience? She's going to hit on Michelle. And they all laugh. So there's your answer. Didn't work.
1: Uh, Yeah. I like, I don't know. Yeah, it's fine. It's all, it was all fine.
0: (laughs) I'm going to give this a soft We Are Shambly.
1: Oh, okay. I give it, out of the three, it's the best. So I have, I guess I have to give it a We
0: Are Family audience 79 we are family 21 we are shambly now of course we will watch a performance of our girls and well it was cute and it has no bearing on the results but i hope the remix is available for drag roulettes <laughs> it is revealed that the lesbians are going to get a trip for two to the almar resort and montemar beach club in puerto vallarta airfare included uh i'm not jealous you are
1: i know i was like well damn i mean actually now i feel like the sometimes the guests get like much better stuff than the girl i mean yeah like would you take a trip or would you take five thousand dollars ten thousand dollars whatever i'll take the five thousand dollars but so, like it's still nice
0: ru has decided that candy is the winner of the week that means jessica and jimbo are the bottom two by default do you agree
1: Ah, uh, yeah I-, I feel like out of everybody it makes the most sense
0: yeah now, as a reminder, we will hear that in the event of a group vote tie, the power returns to the top All-Star of the Week. We all know where this was heading, but alas, pomp and circumstance, we still got to do it.
1: I like was like, why are we go- going through this whole, like, we already know. Like, they could have had it be so much like, obviously, we know you voted for each other, like, and had it all in one fell swoop other than have Candy go all the way to the back. It was, like, just too much. It was too much.
0: The drag is flopped. The votes are cast. Let's see what's about to happen. We're going to find out about our lip sync assassin we have some guesses of someone with weird leg shapes uh someone named jessica thinks it's jan but what's her name priyanka it's canada's <laughs> drag race season one reunion in the house it's the winner um are you a fan of Priyanka? i love Priyanka.
1: i think she's super fun i think that like I think she was a very smart choice to be a lip sync assassin, especially if they're trying to set up an all winner season, which I feel like at this point, all the lip sync assassins are just people that they want to be on the show. So yeah. <laughs>
0: um. Listen, the fact that Rue didn't say what's her name missed opportunity. I
1: know. I was surprised that she didn't actually.
0: The song is "Jumpin' Jumpin'" by destiny's child and the destiny child is Priyanka will be on all winners too. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, listen, candy to candy, but there was absolutely no match. This was Priyanka's. She slaughtered the muse. I needed yes. firing candy. She was so stoic compared to the energy Priyanka had. This song requires full movement from start to finish. This is a club yes. song. Like when this yes. song comes in the club, you do not start moving. You find someone to jump on, jump on. Um, I think it's probably like five though. years, old, five years old when this song came out. Me yeah yeah probably around yeah <laughs> Five, you think six. it's a hard hard lip sync song
1: i do because it's like it's one of those songs that like it's very monotone across the board for the most part like they do have that like that's the only part that really like shifts it up from like the just very like straightforward singing baby, and like
0: there are literal dance moves in the lyrics
1: They tell you what to do, and that's
0: why it makes it fun and good. I feel like it's just a very,
1: it's not, it's not, it's not an easy one. I'll put it that way.
0: Now, okay. So technically, if I'm doing my distance Child math correctly, this was before our official DC3.
1: Uh, Yes, I believe so.
0: Okay. Wow. But if you were to be one of the DC3, who would you be?
1: Okay. I don't. I I'm a big Kelly Rowland fan, so I would say Kelly Rowland because I okay. love Kelly Rowland. So, um, but
0: you know when Jesus say yes, nobody can say no.
1: I mean, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but the, what other song does Michelle have besides that song? So there you go.
0: That's okay. Exactly. Name it's one okay.
1: song. What, name okay. one other song?
0: It's that big of a banger. Is "Say Yes" better than like some of Beyonce's discography? Yes.
1: I'm I said, not going to comment on that it. because I, I don't want I people said, to come for me. <laughs> I said
0: it, I said it. All right, Ru has decided the first Queen of the North, Priyanka, is the winner. The $10,000 cash chip will be added to the Fame Game Grand Prize. That's $60,000 for those hoes playing at home. Priyanka reveals that she has two lipsticks, as it was a tie. Candy, what you say? She has decided to eliminate Jessica Wilde. Do you agree? Okay,
1: Here's the. here's my... Like tea on this. If I was Candy, Hi Kia would have gotten rid of Jumbo. Like full out. Like I would have. I. I feel like she did herself. So like she was stupid in that moment. I know she was like nervous about. But either way, to me, I'm like the fans are going to be pissed off at you either way. Because Jessica Wilde, obviously, you already knew she was going to be a fan favorite. Like, there's no way that they did not know that on set. Like, they knew she was going to be a fan favorite. People have been asking for Jessica Wilde for, like, a very long time. Like, and I think that, like, to me, I'm like, at that point, you have to play the game smart. And Candy does have more wins, right, Than than her?
0: Now, yes, by one.
1: Okay, so there you go. I would—that's that's that's the route I would have gone. Like full stop. I'd have been like, "Sorry, Jimbo." Like the 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 fans are gonna hate me regardless. But also, like not for nothing. I feel like if she took the opportunity to be like, "I'm gonna stand with like my Latino sister," I think that would have gotten her points. That would have like mitigated the Jimbo hate.
0: Now let's say you are on a season where you have to do this game, and your good sissy Frida has four wins. Mm-hmm. and then there's just some random queen from long island and you got to pick between the two of them
1: um i mean in that scenario i i mean because she's friends with both of them that's not fair because like to me i'm like i would pick frida obviously because she is friends with both jessica but and she's more jimbo. friends
0: with jimbo
1: i don't know i don't it's think it's a so. hard
0: decision and you know what anyone complaining about this format of the game yes i think it should have been all. we should have only gone back to all star two rules those are the better rules of the game but i think for an all-star season this is how it should be played out it needs to be a vote situation or or decision from the queen
1: yeah i think like i mean either way i feel for candy because it's like she knew no matter what she did she was going to get hate no matter what she what decision she made she was going to get hate but at that, to me, like that's exactly why. At that point, you just play the game. Like, be smart about it and eliminate your biggest competition. Because then, going into the finale, whether the fans agree with it or not, like if you really want to win, and she's been this whole time, like I'm here to win. I'm here to win. Like I don't care about anything. I'm here to win. You've already been playing a dirty game, Candy. So, like, just take that final extra step, and. Then you probably she probably because you know now there's no way in hell Candy Muse is winning this.
0: No way well, let's discuss it. Let's do it. Okay. Here are the likes on the team posts on Instagram. <laughs> Candy Muse has 48,398. Jimbo is currently at 165,114. That's over a hundred thousand more votes. We have never, ever seen this. <laughs> I feel so bad. I feel bad
1: for her, but like also like I think the fans all agree she didn't even deserve to be This is the in, problem like, with how anyway, so. some of the
0: producers will will work around the show is Candy's great. Candy deserved to be on All Stars. I will give you that. Yes, I agree. But pushing her to this position hurt her stock. It's the same way I felt when we were told you are going to love season 11 Silky not Meganosh. We didn't. We did not. And everything that happened around her, it affected her career. Yes, and that's why I don't think there's any shot Candy can win now. They're like, we'll get to it at the very end when we discuss the winner of the season. But I, for to preserve Candy, they can't have her win. No, they can't do it.
1: She's not going to, she's 100% not going to.
0: All right, let's zoom through the highs and lows of Untucked. Uh, Candy won, she's feeling good. Jimbo is in the bottom for the first time, and she can't have all her work being in vain. The queens and their sisters are heading to the Untucked. Workroom where there is no House of Love cocktails, real drinkies. Why do we not have House of Love this week? <laughs> did they run out? I don't know.
1: They, they did. You know, maybe because they didn't want to get the girls drunk.
0: Ugh. Cookie is done with those heels. As Candy tells them that making taking the makeup off is exhausting. Is that true? Taking the makeup
1: off? No, I think like I, I think that's like the last thing for most people is that and I think at that point like I think you're already so relieved from like taking the shoes off, taking the corset off, taking whatever else off the hair. Like the makeup is not the hardest thing to me to take off. No.
0: Sissy says that it is intimidating to be there in front of RuPaul but also feels like Ru's family as if she doesn't even know her children's names. <laughs> the, f- the queens say their lesbians look different than they did when they walked in which <laughs> facts. Candy asks them what the one thing they will bring home and tomorrow will be like, I took that from the Queens of Drag Race. Kitty says confidence because getting up on stage was a wild experience. Years ago, she never would have done that. Jessica is proud of Lisa and she tells her that she has been so sweet with her. Sissy learned that you can have an alter ego that is also authentic and can be larger than life and be yourself at the same time. Cookie says sometimes lesbian and gay community can be a little bit separate. So it was nice to be there and they were both accepting of each other. They're here and queer and badass. Do you find um, at your shows that there is a uh, de- delineation between the gays and the lesbians?
1: Uh, no? Not, not for us. I think like, I personally have never understood that animosity. Like I've known it exists like, but I think, it does never made sense to me because I love I love lesbian people. Like I, I work with a lesbian at my day job. Like I I I don't get that you feel do you feel, do you feel
0: comfortable as gay going to a lesbian bar? I've done it
1: before. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. Like to me it doesn't mean anything. Like it's it's still a gay bar. Like as long as the music is good, like that's all I care about. <laughs> so you just
0: need to hear uh, padam padam on repeat. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> if You were about to insult the goddess, Kylie. I was about to. Oh, go. no. I just Ooh, saw
1: her in God. concert. No way in hell would I
0: insult I, no. I, I, her. Oh, I, I saw your videos. Don't you worry. I was there in spirit. <laughs> um, the house of muse is congratulating. The house of muse at home will be gagging because she doesn't like putting people in drag. But Angie gave her a nice canvas. So she's a muse now. <laughs> I wonder if I'll ever see another muse on Draggers. Uh, Can will <laughs> say that? Angie reminded her of her mother and wasn't afraid to get Angie. She was most worried about Angie emulating the confidence, but after rehearsal, she was so open. Jimbo is feeling that pickings are slim. It's her first time at the bottom, but she feels like a winner. Jessica's feeling amazing that they survived this week, as it was a lot. She's proud to be in the top three, and being in the bottom is not so bad. Where did she mean that being a bottom is not so bad? <laughs> Works for me. Uh, Candy will remind the lesbians that their partners are not in the bottom because of anything they did it's just how the game works with only three left and you know what I think that's a a good thing to remind them of because usually like we always see in the makeover challenges the, the losers always get upset that they were the reason not this time it's they did their best
1: yeah there was nothing to do with them
0: and again Candy will note that in the history of Drag Race they've never gone from three to two for finale episodes so I can't wait to see how this comes out could you imagine if they bring someone back next week? I would like, be, I would throw something at the TV.
1: I don't think they will. I think they know people hate that.
0: But and also, that person
1: has no chance to win anyway, so it's like pointless.
0: The new girl is backstage. It's Zoe Deschanel. Zoe tells them that her seven-year-old daughter would love all their outfits and loves makeups. Oh my god, a seven-year-old wearing makeup? Are we grooming? Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Will she let her watch this episode? Well, Zoe says, of course, but she just might have to bleep out a few words. Um, Yeah, well, this is on Paramount+. Plus; They don't bleep anything. If it was on VH1, you'd be fine. Zoe's going to ask how long the transformation took. And Candy says it took a long time because it's not about the makeup. It's about pulling out from within. Sounds gay. I'm in. Jessica says that the best part was the shared experience. Zoe felt the connection and says that it looks like they all got along. And Jimbo says they are all queer people who have shared similarish experiences, so there is camaraderie as they've all been in other situations like this. Zoe is complimented for her dress and gloves, and she says that she has an inner queen that has to come out. Um, would you wear her look,
1: Zoe D'Schanel's? Yeah. Oh yeah, she looked gorge. I love. Gorge
0: um well she won't be coming out anytime soon because she's got to get pulled back on stage i feel like these visits are coming sh- shorter and shorter
1: i don't it's like it's very awkward to me because a lot of these celebrities like it's like oh yeah like sure i'll go backstage and talk to them because i know that's like now part of their contract probably but also like the fact that they like sit them like across the room it's just so awkward yeah like you know,
0: Meanwhile, in a lot of the uh, international seasons, they're going to plop them right on the couch with them. That's like, I mean, like,
1: there have been celebrities that have literally come in and like sat right next to them and like been playing with each other. And like, you know, they'll be like, oh, yeah, here, like touch my wig, whatever. Like, I, yeah, it's weird when they're like across the room, it feels very well, personal.
0: Zoe's got to leave, and so do the lesbians. It's real deliberation time. And these are real goodbyes. Everyone got it really emotional because they're never going to see them ever again. Oh. <laughs> whatever jimbo will chat with candy first they cheers to the top three before candy says that she could be a nasty bitch and send her home but jimbo knows she's competition they are great friends in and out of the competition but candy knows there is a crown and 200k on the line candy wants one good reason why she shouldn't send her ass packing jimbo says it means so much to her so she will do anything candy wants anything well that includes a foot rub and it happens um are you a fan of foot rubs Yeah, yeah, of course. Yep. Now we we see how you like him. Uh, Candy could take her shot and eliminate Jimbo, and she just would be devastated. Meanwhile, Jessica thinks that the pink furry box from before is a birthday present for her, but no, it is a game. It says, "While she waits for her sisters to deliberate, look at the stars to see your fate." All right. So we're gonna learn that Jessica is a Gemini, so she is flexible and extroverted and clever. She will have the opportunity to meet new and interesting people at work today who may have a lasting impact on your career. Who wrote this? This is fucking obvious. Come on. Yeah. This was just very bizarre. Like, I don't know
1: why they did they just to fill the space of someone being alone on the couch. It was very Literally. odd.
0: Literally. Like, very um, odd. She's feeling like Walter MacArthur. Now, Jessica visits Candy. She is realistic, and this is Jambo's first time in the bottom and thinks she will save Jambo, but this is her last chance to change her mind. Candy will ask her why she should not send her home, and Jessica says she has been working hard and she is representing Latinos and her island. She's been working for years, and it's the age of Candy's mothers. I mean, since Candy was a little kid, Jessica's already working hard as a drag queen. This is her opportunity for a second chance. Candy tells her it's a different decision as they have all become really good friends. Jessica wants to be there with her. Now let's find out what Jimbo is. Jimbo is a Scorpio who is intense, emotional, and craves intimacy. She might find herself in the spotlight today. She will impress everyone with her hard work and reap rewards. <laughs> They're like, You're the winner, Jimbo. Literally. All right. Um, cameras on the car, the lip sync assassin's touchdown from Conadop. Priyanka is finally about to meet RuPaul, which is actually probably not true because technically she probably met RuPaul at DragCon in early, like two weeks earlier. Um yeah. whatever.
1: Or like a few years earlier.
0: No, they never would have met. I think because um, DragCon LA was the first one uh, in this Cincinnati. past one. no, last year.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They would have met last year.
0: Yeah, but th- that would have been right.
1: Oh, right. would have like, okay.
0: before the filming of this. Yeah. Because yeah. I did an interview with Jessica Wild, and she was wild in the interview because she didn't she didn't know if she was going on the show yet. Ah, uh, didn't know yet. Okay. Um, Priyanka is excited and it's infectious. She thinks she's about to take down a bitch as she reminds us she won and was a lipstick assassin on the season. And if you end up at the bottom with her, you will be sent home. Also, rumor has it that Priyanka called production to get her on as a lipstick assassin, which is insane and wild. If that's true. I believe it. Now that everyone is assembled, we will have Candy read about her horoscope, and we are going to learn that Candy also is a Scorpio. Um, not shocked that Candy and Jimbo are the same sign.
1: No, I I Candy is like yeah, to me I was like Candy's either a Scorpio or like probably a Taurus or something. What are you? I'm an Aquarius.
0: Oh my God, same. I know you are.
1: <laughs> I love being Aquarius. <laughs> me too. Uh, I just wish
0: we had a better sign. I hate, I hate, the, I hate the logo. The little, little. little really? I don't
1: us. mind it. I just don't think it makes no sense to me that we're like literally the water bearer and then our fucking sign is yeah, an air yeah, sign. Yeah. That yeah, doesn't make any sense, sense, sense to me. All
0: <laughs> right, Candy is gonna get ready as the other two will vote for each other. We are gonna watch lip sync and elimination once more. Watching Jessica Pack was so sad. So close yet so far.
1: I think she accepted it. I think she, like, knew. She knew what time it was. She knew if Candy was going to get these, like, like, play by the actual game rules that, like, she was gone. She knew.
0: Jessica started 13 years ago on Drag Race, and it's great to be back in the top three. It's surreal for her. She thinks she will win the fame games because Latinos will support her. She said it. It's in the ether, and it's probably going to come true.
1: I don't know. I mean, I think, like, it's hard because she hasn't been, like, quote playing them for the whole time you know what I mean like I think a lot of people wanted her to really win so I think that it's a, to me it's a toss up between her and Kahana
0: I think we're going to find out because there's going to be other things that are going to be factoring into this decision isn't it
1: yeah that's true
0: Jessica asking where the video of RuPaul telling her was a mistake the meme of the episode heartbreaking so sad I know alright I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast up are you ready Yes. What is Jessica's legacy? And not your Jessica, this Jessica. I
1: think that she is one of the most genuinely entertaining people that's ever been on the show. Like, just naturally not forcing it. Like, she has that Alyssa Edwards factor where, like, or, like, Alexis Mateo, where, like, they're just so magnetic that, like, just them being themselves is, like, so fascinating and so entertaining. So I think that's I think she has a very good legacy. Absolutely. She is definitely
0: greatest. one of the most fan favorites the show's had. And I think this appearance really helped boost her. Oh,
1: this is going to like sh- super, super help her career,
0: I think. Who won the week? Who had the best episode?
1: The best episode this week? hmm I think... I mean, I think across the board, probably Candy
0: i'm gonna say jessica because that's everyone who's we're all talking about jessica
1: that's true i mean yeah if you want to talk memorability yes Jessica did for sure i think in terms of like the actual like show candy but obviously they structured it that way so
0: as alluded to shortly ago the fame game variety show is here and these bitches are ready to fight um so now there's a new little wrinkle in how we're going to decide who wins who are you excited to see perform
1: Um, I mean I think out of all of those people I mean I want to see Kahana Mm -hmm. I really do because I think Kahana out of everyone in the fame games is the one that's gonna like she can turn it like that's a true true performer like that's her strength you know what I mean and like she had that before but now she has the look to match like that's yeah
0: now do we know if Candy and Jimbo are performing as well
1: I think they'd have to do it against each other, no? Like, not for. Or that. they're just
0: doing it for fun.
1: I don't know. I don't think so. I'd be surprised.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm very curious to see how this really works. Um, after 10 episodes, the winner of the season is Jimbo. Down. Yeah, it's Jimbo. Like, again, if there is any way Candy wins, there's going to be boycotts all over the world.
1: I think that they know that that would do really that would do a lot of damage to the brand like, absolutely.
0: absolutely jimbo's finally gonna be rue's favorite forever yeah
1: there you go she finally got it and she and thank god she didn't win the other thing because now this actually has money attached to it literally poor blue right. hydrangea <laughs>
0: like, oh money uh listen that bitch is getting money from other opportunities she's fine, she's
1: fine. Oh, I'm, yeah I, I can only imagine
0: all right. Where can we find you on social media? Event any projects. We want to plug?
1: Um, Jessica Rose NYC on everything. Now I have Threads, so you know, yet another thing that I probably will not use that much, but you know, it's there. It's um, another
0: platform where people are not liking my shit. It's working for myself. Seems so well. It's
1: it, like who I genuinely who could give a fuck, but like, um, yeah, all Jessica Rose NYC everywhere. Um. Cash Up and Venmo, tip your sluts. Um, and yeah, obviously, Last Veracca is always a thing. Hopefully, hopefully, working on a new brunch. Ooh. So TBD on that. So keep an eye out on that. And then also maybe another potential show with Miss Frida.
0: TBD Ooh. also on that.
1: So yeah, lots, lots in the pipeline.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Michael. Anytime.